0: Talking about the things that matter most to you, Catholic Women Now. Welcome to Catholic Women Now here on Iowa Catholic Radio. I'm Julie Nelson. Good morning. I'm Chris
1: Magruder. How are you, Julie? I'm doing really well. I'm doing really well. How about you, Chris? It's it's a beautiful day here. A little bit warmish, but you know.
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad it's cooled down over the week. I know a few, uh, last week we had some really hot weather here in
1: Iowa. Yeah. And I'm, you know what it's Um. I never actually should complain about any heat because I love it all. So yeah. Amen. That's all. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Thank you, Lord. I'm well, awesome. um, let's just go ahead and entrust this next half
0: hour to our blessed mother. So would you like to, would you lead us in prayer, Chris? Sure.
1: In the name of the father and the son and the Holy spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, well, you got any, you got any truth, beauty, and goodness that you're recognizing these days? Oh, you just took the words out of my mouth. I was going to ask you first.
0: Yes, I do. I had a a really pleasant experience on uh, air travel recently. I was flying from DC to Florida and uh, my husband and I were sitting together. I was in the middle seat. A woman came in and sat in the window seat to my right and we took off. I'm reading my book. She's doing crosswords and all this kind of things. And so we get our drinks and we get our snack and we start talking. And the next thing I know, she, t- she notices the book I'm reading. I'm reading a book on the supernatural and the saints by Patrick Rice. And she notices my book and she goes, I like that. And I have, I have had some interesting conversations start when I take those kind of books on planes. That's not the first, this is not the first time. So we it's get to a talk sneaky evangelization tool. Is that it, what you're yes, saying? <laughs> it is. It's, so- it's a soft touch. So anyway, we start talking and come to find out she goes to a Holy spirit church, um, and we start sharing about the Holy Spirit and our experiences together and praying with people in public. And it was such an enlightening, invigorating and beautiful conversation. And, you know, we both kind of looked back at it with all wonder, like, you know, of all the pl- seats in that airplane and all the randomness of selecting your seats, God knew that we would be sitting together on this air flight and we'd meet each other. So we exchanged uh, contact information. She lives in Florida. I said, well, we'll get together for coffee sometime when I'm down. And she goes, oh yeah. And then we prayed for each other on the airplane. Oh. It was so cool. And we commented too how, you know, people don't talk on airlines anymore. Like they used to, they just get on, put in their earbuds and they're in their own world, but how we didn't know, we were really conscious as a fact, we didn't know how many people around us were listening to our conversation
1: and they picked up on something. Mm. Beautiful. You know, (laughs) mine is a kind of a Holy Spirit thing too. It isn't kind of, it is a Holy Spirit thing. Just asking the Holy Spirit for guidance and, um, you know, being able to be quiet and sit and listen and him giving me a very quick answer. I mean, to me, that's a, a praise the Lord, because I think, um, sometimes we just have to do it. We just have to sit and ask. And when I I'm surprised sometimes when he, when I get an answer so quickly. And so to me, that's just been, now you know, the, the goodness of God, his timing is perfect. He knows when we need answers and sometimes he makes us wait and sometimes he doesn't. But, you know, just recently I was praying about something that was important to my heart and I just got a really fast answer. And I'm like, thank you. Holy spirit. So, oh, you know, I love when that
0: happens. Mm-hmm. It's always, it's a little, it's a real faith boost and it increases our trust in the Lord, right? Yes. Yes. Well, this kind of and, your, your, your truth and beauty kind of ties into our topic today. we does. We've been doing a series on the Holy Spirit, and today we're going to talk about charisms. What is a charism? How do we know we uh, what charisms God has given to us? How do we activate them and make them alive in us? The different charisms, like the gifts of the Holy Spirit in Isaiah, the motivational charisms from Romans 12, 6 through 8, and some of the... Um, the prof, the, the, uh, the, uh, function of the charisms.
1: Yeah. Why is is it even important to know, right? Why is it even important to know our charisms for me? It was life-changing. It was for me too. And understood how to activate
0: them and use them for the glory of God. So, so simply let's just kind of jump in, Chris. What is a charism? Just simply put, you know, let's talk about that.
1: Yeah, charism um, is simply uh, the Greek word used in the New Testament for favor or gratuitous gift. And they're just basically spiritual gifts, which are special abilities given to Christians by the Holy Spirit to enable us to be channels of God's love and help redeem the world, build up the church. Um, but they're used to as acts of love and charity, you know, for other people. And, you know, a lot of people we, you know, we have gifts that are given to us, um, by the Holy Spirit for us, but charisms are specifically for us to use to help other people. God knew our journey, so he gave us these specific charisms because he knew how we would help build up the church and and help other people with these gifts. That's what charisms are. They're those Holy Spirit gifts to help others.
0: I agree. Oh, that's so beautiful. And they're given to us by the Holy Spirit, yeah. baptism, and confirmation. Mm-hmm. And some people may think, well, I either got them or I don't. And that's not true. We all have received charisms. If you've been baptized, we talked about this last week. You know, the um, we're going to talk a little bit more in the next segment about the gifts that we receive in baptism from Isaiah and how they're stirred up in confirmation, and they're supernaturally empowered. They are focused outward to help us to bear results for God, like you said. Yeah.
1: You know, the thing, the thing about charisms though, just like so many of the gifts that God gives us, we have to untie them. We have to unwrap them. We have to actually use them for them to grow and develop. Um, and sometimes we even have to, you know, I would also say even test them because I think sometimes we think we have a charism, um, maybe it's a talent and not a charism, or maybe sometimes we have charisms, um, that just aren't fully developed. So we start using them. We see them grow. And we're going to
0: talk more in detail about that on the show. But I think one more thing about charisants is they cannot be used to do evil. Right. Right. And why not? Because the Holy Spirit works them to do his will. It's the Holy Spirit. Right. Right.
1: And um, it's the Holy Spirit through us and he's not going to do evil through us. Right. Right. Very well put. Yes. I agree. That's beautiful. Just beautiful. And, you know, they are different from talents. So charisms are not those things that we inherit from our parents. Like you said earlier, they are given to us by the Holy spirit in baptism and confirmation. And they're supernaturally empowered by the Holy spirit. So, um, but they're focused outward, um, so that they can do the things that God wants us to do. And they help us move beyond our normal abilities, you know, kind of thing. Um, they're just, they're, they're supernatural powers through us. Right. Right. Yeah,
0: Well, if you just joined us, we are visiting about charisms. We're doing a three-part series. We're in the third part of a series on the Holy Spirit. And I'm Julie Nelson. I'm joined with Christmas Grutter. And you're listening to Catholic Women Now on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. We'll be back after this break.
1: Welcome back to Catholic women. Now you're listening to Chris Magruder and Julie Nelson, as we are talking today about our third series on the Holy spirit and charisms and what a charism is, as we said earlier was that is a gift from the Holy spirit. We all get them in baptism and the charism gifts of the Holy spirit are used to help other people on our journeys. So um, simply, how do we discern what our charisms are? Because we do all have them, whether we've opened them or not, whether we've opened those gifts or not is one thing. But how do we know we have a charism, maybe what our charisms are? And we are going to be talking about a lot of the things um, in the Bible and what they talk about our charisms. But simply, you can... There's there are charism tests that you can do. Catherine of Siena Institute has one of those that Julie and I went through several years ago. But you can just begin with prayer and discernment. Pay attention to what people ask you to do cuz so many times, for example, one of my charisms is intercessory prayer. And all my life, for some reason people have always asked me to pray for them. And um, you know, so so you just start paying attention to different things and maybe what the Holy Spirit um is leading you to do. But prayer and discernment with someone who maybe is a, is trained in this kind of thing also helps figure out curisms and you can't figure it out in, in one day either. Can you, Julie?
0: No, you can't. And there is are people in the Des Moines area who are trained to help with interviews and they, they, they do these workshops from time to time. So, mm-hmm. um, so keep an eye look out for that too. If you're interested right. in delving deeper into this, which we highly recommend. Right. And if,
1: and if you're outside of the Des Moines area, actually, um, it is possible to get a hold of somebody at the Catherine of Siena Institute, and they have people that they can recommend to help you walk through discernment of your charisms, too.
0: And who so, knows? They, I haven't been on their site for a while. They may have an online um, course that you can do with, true. you know, a lot of people true. did that three years ago.
1: True. True. So
0: let's let's talk about the Holy Spirit gifts that are discussed in the Bible and I think these are the ones we most commonly think of um, yeah. the charisms are different from the seven traditional
1: gifts of the Holy Spirit found in Isaiah. Um, right. so the, the traditional gifts let's just remind our listeners what are those traditional gifts that are given to us personally um, and there's seven of them and so there you can find them in Isaiah 11 verses 1 through 3 but very simply they're wisdom understanding, counsel, which is also that right judgment, fortitude, which is courage, um, knowledge, piety, and fear of the Lord. Those are the seven traditional ones that you can find in Isaiah. But the charisms that come out of those are found in Romans <laughs> 12, 6 through 8. Mm-hmm. Yes, yep. yes.
0: And Romans 12, 6 through 8 reads, since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Let us exercise them if prophecy in proportion to the faith, if ministry in ministering, if one is a teacher in teaching, if one exhorts in, or, in, or, in exhortation, if one contributes in generosity, if one is over others with diligent, if one does, act, does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. So like the first one we would like, you know, we're going to talk about is um, prophecy. So what is this? Paul talks about it in Corinthians, one who clearly perceives the will of God, not to be confused with the function or or position of prophet, who is one in that role due to anointing of the Lord and testing and discernment by the body over a period of time. So there is the function, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. And then there is the, um, the gift the charism of prophecy. So I think the easiest way to understand this in the beginning, if you're just starting out with starting this, is understanding that when Paul talks about prophecy in Corinthians, he's talking about it should pray with other people and it should upbuild and and edify and encourage uh, to, to feel the love of God. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. And that's the gift of prophecy.
1: As with all of our charisms that we are right. to be building up the church and, and, yeah, and renewing kind of faith. But so, it's, yeah. but yeah. but Paul specifically talks about prophecy is to, we should prophesy to edify,
0: encourage and upbuild. And I, um one of the things about the prophecy too, is that it's very simple. You know, you just, you just show them God's love. You just mm-hmm. show them God's love. And it's not fortune telling, which a lot of people may think. Right. Fortune telling. Right. And then there's the ministry, and that's one who loves to serve others and manifest hospitality. That's very simple. Mm -hmm. There's the teacher, the one who loves to research and communicate truth, a person of faith who leads others to grasp and hold on to the truth. And that one, you may see people, if you feel like you've been drawn to this charism, this charism is one of yours that God is wanting to develop more in you. You may find people turning to you and you may enjoy like leading Bible studies.
1: And if you're, if you do have a charism of teaching, I mean, some people are good teachers, but they don't have the charism with a charism of teaching. People will absolutely learn from you. And very easily. There's just something when a teacher has the charism of teaching, kids learn very easily from you or, or adults, whoever is, whoever the learner is, they just, it's a, you're one of those teachers that people learn easily from. And there's a distinction there between
0: natural talents and charisms because it, you may have that natural talent of teaching, but if it's in a charis, if it's a charism gift, it will lead others to Christ.
1: It will lead That's others to key. God. That's, That's the, the key, key with all the charisms, it's, isn't uh-huh. it? They the always charisms. lead you back to the Lord. The charisms do. I mean, so, so it, go ahead, okay. Julie.
0: So there's encourager and one who loves to encourage others to live a victorious life, one who moves others to achieve or accomplish or to be what God calls them to be and do. And you know who was one of the greatest encouragers in the Acts of the Apostles was Barnabas. In Mm -hmm. fact, Barnabas means encourager. And when he joined the apostles, they changed his name to Barnabas because he was such an encourager. And he oh. he accompanied Paul quite a bit of the time. So we all need an encourager and we all and some of you may be call you may be feeling that you 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 find joy in encouraging others. That brings you a lot of happiness.
1: and you know it's what's interesting about you saying we all need encouragers. We all need all of the charisms to be around us. They're like pieces of the yeah. puzzle to help lift each other up to God and bring us back to Him someday. Right. Right. So all of these are important. Some people will see some as More special than others, and and not so. They're all so necessary. Um,
0: Another one is giver, and basically that's you give your time, talent, energy, and financial material means, and arrogant to benefit and advance the gospel.
1: Yeah, and then generous.
0: Yes, Mm -hmm. yes, and then um, and you know, I heard this one time. I thought it sounded so uh, crass. They said, "Well, we need financial leaders," which this kind of ties into we need financial leaders in the church because the world works. It's the way the world works. You know, you yes. can't do anything without mm-hmm. having some means to pay for things. Mm-hmm. Um, leader, one who loves to organize, lead or direct, knowing by faith that any project can be accomplished by bringing together the right people to do it. One that is quote over others, a person of broad vision and the administrator or leader grasps the overall picture and sees all that is involved. Yeah, so there is a
1: difference between a leader and administrator because a leader is going to have the vision and people are going to follow you just very naturally. But an administrator is going to make sure it all happens. Whatever the leader's vision is, they're going to make sure it all falls into place. And sometimes those can get um, mistaken for each other, but they're both important. um, Mm -hmm. and, And administrators do do some leadership. So It's so true.
0: Yeah. Uh, one last one is compassion, and that's one who shows compassion, love and care to those in need, and one who readily recognizes the pain people experience and reaches out to bring healing and love into action. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. as a person of faith, helping others to work together in love. So um those are the ones um from the uh Seven Romans. gifts, Romans. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to take a short break. If you just joined us, you're, this is Catholic Women Now on Iowa Catholic Radio Network. <music> Welcome back to Catholic Women Now here on Iowa Catholic Radio, where we are in the third week of a series on the Holy Spirit. And today we're talking about charisms. And in the last segment, we talked about the motivational gifts from uh, based on Romans chapter 12, verse six through eight. And now um, next week, we're going to continue on with these gifts, um, the gifts of revelation, the gifts of communication and the dynamic power gifts. But right now we want to give you all listeners something in which you can ponder this next week about maybe charisms that you have been wondering about in your own life. So one of the things is, so what are the signs that a person may know?
1: you have uh, certain charisms. Yeah. And there's, there's really three uh, strong signs that a person, it can help a person know whether or not they have a charism. And, and one is just very simply, is it effective? So if you have a charism, it's going to do what it's supposed to do. If you have the charism of teaching, like we said earlier, people will learn easily from you. If you have the gift of healing, people will get well. And, and I've heard it said that if you have the gift of healing, people will get healed immediately. But in my experience, they will, some people will begin healing immediately. Some people will get healed immediately. I mean, I, I was in an, in a situation where, um, you know, I watched somebody get out of a wheelchair and I know there have been other people who have seen cancer literally move out of an abdomen. You know what I mean? And so they immediately saw the results, um, But but it's it's whether or not it's effective, you know, people, if you have the charism of leadership, people will follow you and you will have you know, you'll be somebody who has a vision and people will buy into whatever your vision, your goals are, you know, very simply. And have you seen how your charisms have been effective, Julie? Well, um, I think we both should share some examples for
0: our listeners to have an idea how this sure. looks. And I know for me, um, over the years, I began to understand that people would kind of seek me out for guidance and just ask me questions. And then I would just share with them just what I just knew. I mean, it just was nothing that I saw myself any different than anybody else. But I began to see where people would continue to seek me out. And then I realized, and then, then someone actually did say, you know, you make a great spiritual director. And I thought, oh, yeah. And so the, the charisms of, um, you know, knowledge, the charisms mm-hmm. of wisdom, um, I really felt like God was really trying to really help me to see those and to bring those forth and bring them out to to activate them and sure. to live fully in them. And sure. I do feel it. Yeah. So what about you, Chris? What have you noticed um, you about know, yourself?
1: My probably um, a charism of mine that um, people have recognized is intercessory prayer. And so, yeah, when I pray 10, I've had people say, it seems so easy for you. Well, and I always think, why isn't it easy for you? It's just, Yeah. but it is, it's a, and I think it's because it's been effective. When I pray, my, my prayers get answered and they say, if you have a gift of intercessory prayer, your prayers tend to get answered more quickly than others. I don't know if that's the case, but I, it is, it is one of those that it, they seem to be very effective, you know? So, um, and that's that's one of the things that happens. And we were kind of saying people ask us to do those things. That's another sign that someone has a charism in some way, because people will affirm you in your charisms, or they will ask you to use them without knowing, oh, she has the charism or he has the charism of this or that, but somehow they know to ask you to use your charisms, you know, and, and that's an affirmation that it's, that is one of your charisms. Um, your experience, you know, if you,
0: like we talked about, if you are exercising, living out your charism, um, overall experience over time, you will feel energized, satisfied, and joyful. And, and you'll just know that this is what you were made to do. This is what I called you to do. And, and if you're not working in charism, the opposite will true. You know, you'll feel like, oh, dread. I don't want to do this. But when you find, you, that charism inside of you, and you start ta- having the Holy Spirit tap into that, and you, and you cooperate with God, you mm-hmm. remain faithful to God, It is becomes almost, it's just like fun, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's just like such a joy. And just to see, for me, to see uh, a soul open up more fully to God and to have these aha moments of who Jesus is, it's just so edifying.
1: Is, it's, it, it is. It's really encouraging Um, because you, you go, Oh, this is how God's using me as his instrument. Yeah. Right. And there is just so much doing that. So, so again, the signs that uh, maybe your charism is your charism is it will be effective. It will do what it's supposed to do. Um, Your experience will tell you, you're going to feel satisfied. You're going to feel excited, energized. And then also other people will ask you to use them. They will affirm you in those charisms. Um, so, yeah, those are all the, the different signs of how you might know that your charism is your charism. And we can have more than one charism, by the way. Right, Jules? Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, the other interesting thing is, you
0: know, the charism may you may have a charism be revealed when you're um, 20 years after 20 years from now. Right. You know, they're, they, come, they can come
1: up any time in your life. And, and they, uh, they grow and develop if the more yeah. you use them, or they, like we said earlier, if you don't open up those gifts, they're going to just sit there stagnant. And we don't want that.
0: Well, and even the charisms that you may feeling a desire towards right now, there will be other charisms you don't know right now that God will reveal to you.
1: And you can ask for charisms, can't you? I mean, he might not well, say yes, but you can ask for them. It's, it's, it
0: sounds really simple, but I think if you're desiring to teach and lead others through teaching, then I would say that's a pretty safe way to start asking for an increase in that desire and God to show you. And here's the thing. We need to open our eyes to see spirit, our spiritual eyes and we need to open up our spiritual ears to hear and see this activated in our life and working in our life. And I'll have to tell you when um, people used to come to me and they would say, Oh, you're so wise. You're so, and i am be like, Oh no, I'm not. You know, that's not really. And then, well, God like just said, you know, Julie, that's your charism. That's a charism. and it just totally opened it up because I, I didn't want to boast, I didn't want to brag, you right. know, and 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 that's really petty. That's really petty, right?
1: Instead, it's instead it's thank you, Lord, and how can I use it for you? That's right. Um, but one la- well, one last thing before we go into our final prayer. It's good for us to know our charisms because, as we said before, they, all of our charisms work with other people's charisms to build up the church, to you know, ignite some fire in the church. And there's just so much dignity in sharing Jesus's work. It enables us to live in a way that, you know, honestly, our charisms enable us to live in a way that wouldn't make sense if God didn't exist. So I really think it's a proof of God, too.
0: Well, I just think it's about reviving the church and the Mm -hmm. church needs revival. And just Mm -hmm. one last quick thing is I had to do some research. So there are 1.329 billion Catholics baptized in the world. And this was at the end of 2018. Just think if we all just activated one gift, how that would change the church, you know, but you do this in your own communities, in your circle of friends and with your family.
1: Yes. Well, you should take us out and pray about that. Should we go? (laughs) I want to pray for the listeners today
0: and those listening today who are feeling that touch of the Holy Spirit on your heart, your heart stirring that there's a charism that you have kind of sensed brewing in your heart. I just ask Lord to send forth the Holy Spirit and to revive and uplift these, those charisms and to stir them up in people that are feeling that right now and to reveal to them uh, to open up their spiritual ears, to open up your spiritual eyes, and to see that God's glory wants to work through you and to reveal that to you. And Chris and I will be praying for you, listeners. We'll be praying for you for that. Amen. in the Father, Holy Spirit, the, Son, the Holy Spirit, Amen.
1: Now go do those impossible things with God. Today's
0: Catholic women on the voice for Catholic Women now, Iowa Catholic Radio.